you know, probably Krav Maga. I don't know. <laughs> Aikido, <laughs> which we'll talk about. But I mean, there's a lot, you know, like there's an, I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but no, I will. We're just touching the tip of the iceberg. Obviously, there's so much in the world of martial arts uh, and the history of it and different fighting styles, applications and belts and yes, who founded true. what. Yes. And- so, I mean, so generally speaking, we wanted to have an episode where we just like ranked uh, martial arts. I just thought it'd be fun. Get to talk about ones. We're, we're familiar with some. We're not familiar with others. Um, I'm a bookworm and have studied many of them from afar uh have studied some up close you've done some of that too um and you're also a bookworm in a in a, a completely different style of one so it would be super fun um so we we do need to decide how so let's decide right now because we did not premeditate this intentionally which makes it great uh how let us decide how we will rank all of the martial arts in the world or at least all the ones we decide to talk about <laughs> which we haven't talked about yet but how what on what basis you know, should we like martial arts versus other martial arts? Should it be like, um, I don't know, create a situation to rank them based on like, you know, overall effectiveness is just doesn't really work. <clears throat> overall coolness doesn't really either. So right. what, do you, what do you propose? Give I think we're, we're just looking for the best one. No, that doesn't work. That's too vague <laughs> That's too, for you. It has to be criteria. How about, um, okay, here's a couple ideas. So, we could rank, you know, any one given martial art, <clears throat> you know, like kind of rank them as we go. We'll each create a ranking list and sort of comparatively. We might disagree, so we'll each have one. Um, but let's say, let's mark every martial, let's rank every martial art sort of compared to like, we could do compared to like a very average MMA fighter who might know like a little teeny bit of everything. <laughs> or, yeah. we could, or we could rank any one martial art, you know, as if this one person is trained in that one in that or we could do it versus like a a strong unarmed man who does who knows no formal martial arts in any way like he's just kind of a strong athletic guy who's drunk at a bar let's say that could be his oh which, what, which what, one of those what style is going to be best against a strong yeah like drunken man? yeah compare i love know, that i love you that, like that one we're not delving yeah we're not delving <laughs> into which we have had I, we had a conversation about this at one point and i don't remember if it was on a podcast or not but it was about who how you would fight someone might have been a, a a conversation we had in person but how how would you handle someone who's drunk at a bar and we were talking about your yeah, experience yeah, in yeah. brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. and then um my experience from being a wrestler and um having done a little bit of brazilian jiu-jitsu and taekwondo yes, yes. um and we had completely opposite uh stances on it yes. um based on based on judging the same character same scenario it's a, a yeah. drunk person male uh, and let's say and let's say you. there's no legal concern so if you want to you right, know break right. his nose or whatever there's yeah. not a concern there because you could make arguments for some being better legally because you do less you know like grappling styles will different grappling martial arts might be less legally um uh perilous right because <clears throat> you're not smashing a guy's face necessarily um unless you want to or something uh, so let's not worry about that. Let's say there's no, we're not worried about legal ramifications. And let's say there's not a group of drunk friends behind him or something. So it's just kind yeah. of like a one-on-one thing, almost like a drunk guy, you know, mugging you behind the bar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like there you one-on-one go. or something. And he knows nothing formally, but is strong and aggressive and mean. And you, and you don't really have a lot of options other than to sort of defend yourself. So let's, 
Yeah, that's a fun scenario. I like that one. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I let's agree. let's rank all of them based on that. Is, any other extra complexities you want to add? We uh, like the um, only the only complexity that I like, and we can talk intermittently about you know how they relate to MMA or how they relate to sure. Um, sure. women's self defense and things like that, um, or your weight compared to your opponent's weight. I like the idea of in 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 this scenario having the guy be slightly shorter than you. Um, and I think that's, there's a thing, there's a thing (laughs) about, um, or, or he can be the same height as you, but something, when you start to talk about the guy behind the bar is 600 pounds and seven feet tall at that point, you run as fast as you can. Cause most likely a seven foot tall, six, yes, indeed. indeed. Let's say running, let's say running is not a good option. Cause honestly, in this situation, it it sounds cowardly, but probably the best scenario. If a, if a drunk guy is being aggressive towards you, just to speed walk away from him or just, you know, start to walk away. If he begins to walk towards you or can, you know, then run. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. Cause fighting isn't real life fighting with bare knuckle fists and concrete below you is, it's really not very fun. So, um, right. And it's, that, it's, it's a bummer a actually. More realistic scenario too, is you're behind the bar and two guys with knives are there. Mm. Same, same mm. thing. It's, it's way better. You're going to yeah. running yeah, is true. better. And the chance of them be able to stab you well while yeah. you're on the run. Is Let's unlikely. add a little bit of realism though. <clears throat> Let's say this drunk guy behind the bar or something like who you just have sort of walked into the situation with him and you can't really get away. Let's say he might know a little bit of something. Just there's sort of a risk of he might be, he, you know, he might be, you know, he's, he's, or he's just been in a bunch of street fights. And so he, he can sort of, given the right sort of opportunity, he could, he could be, you know, bad news. Right. So yeah. I like of... the idea of just, just bar brawler in the senses. Yeah. Bar brawler guy has experience in fights, but not with mixed level of fighters in the sense yes, of yes. sometimes so we'll he totally rank, just so we'll come knocks up, we'll, the guy out. We'll talk about all the different kinds of martial arts that we can think of and that want to talk about and whatever. We'll, and we'll, we'll talk about each of them as we go, drop them into this situation and then sort of each have sort of a rank situation which we can we can kind of i i'm guessing you've pre premeditatively made up a ranking system which i'm loving that you now have to think about how to possibly move them around because of a, a scenario we're weighing them against <laughs> a little a little bit yeah but it's a lot of we can do I that on the fly though that'll be fun really um rank them so a lot of them are just kind of on in my head oh, as a list, yeah, you know, perfect, perfect. Um, and that's all I have types as, of fighting styles as yeah. usual. That is all I have. So when given the opportunity, I love to under prepare. So here we go. Um, let's just start throwing them out and then um, we'll just I'll just start writing, you know, writing down and keeping track and ranking sort of on the fly. OK, sounds good. So we're going to start with um, Muay Thai, first of all. Oh, so yeah. Muay Thai. <laughs> oh, good. Started uh, mid 18th century um, from Thailand, Look at that. obviously. Look at that, Nathaniel. Um, it is known known <laughs> uh, in Thailand as just Thai boxing. So we think of boxing as you know just with your hands, but in, in Muay Thai, you do there's kicks and elbows and things like that. And they yes. also call they call it uh, the other name for it is eight limbs, an eight limb fighting style because they consider your shins and your elbows and forearms and different things as like other ways to defend or attack um so kind of kind of interesting history history there so muay thai if i was proficient i guess this is the thing that might kind of be the overall picture and the 
um, encouragement behind this entire podcast is go learn a martial art in general, because mm-hmm. anyone who knows how to defend themselves in any of uh, the kind of top 10 list, you're going to be better off fighting, you know, someone who's intoxicated behind a bar with any of them than you are with none of them. So I think mm-hmm. if I was proficient in Muay Thai, I would walk around feeling pretty good about 99.99% of every guy behind a bar, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like the chance of him being an expert in some other type of martial art uh, going against my type of martial art is, is highly unlikely. People who are really good at, at martial arts typically do not get into bar fights. Yeah. Generally speaking, although, you know, given, but again, we're, yeah, I, statistically um, around 5% or less of the population knows martial art statistically somebody who knows martial art. So of that 5%, they get into statistically rough than an average person would get into. So, so you're, so if you learn a martial art, you're in the five, you're in like, the, you know, you're in a 5% um, minority of the general population. And then once you know a martial art, you have your chances of actually getting in a fight go down by at least double from various polls and, and statistical, you know, queries that have been made. So, Super interesting. Yeah, you've got um, way less of a chance, which some of that is probably emotional. Some of it is situational awareness, which all of a sudden you have significantly more of as soon as you start to learn a martial art, Um, specifically some martial arts more than others kind of focus on that. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, in this given situation, we're going to start throwing them in um, to um, uh, to let's let's just start throwing them out there. So did you throw Muay Thai? You want to start with Muay Thai, right? Muay Thai, and I think that's good because you've got, um, if you're trained in Muay Thai, really good striking skills. You're up there on the striking skill area, yeah. and then most guys behind the bar are not going to have grappling skills, and Muay Thai mixes in a tiny bit of that, um, some of the clinching and, and choking. Lots of clinching. There's a lot of clinching, yeah. There, yes. there really is almost no grappling, actually. Muay Thai is pretty much, they really Clinches know then. very gotcha. little on the ground because the rule set of Muay Thai because um, some some martial arts are more self-defense oriented than others and some are more sports muay thai is more has been kind of sportified over the years um and uh they're the rules basically once it's on the ground kind of the, the ref stops it and they stand back up mm. sort of like boxing or kickboxing or something but the there's uh the, the clinch is a is a is a big element that they that they practice that's allowed and so they'll kind of like lock heads and like lock arms and basically start kneeing each other in the gut and the chest over and over again. It's generally how it goes. So yeah, it's pretty, it's fascinating. So I think, yeah. So for Muay Thai in the scenario that we're in, I think Muay Thai ranks pretty high. I, I think that would be fine. Um, another I think it one, does rank pretty high because it's a pretty whole, it's a very whole striking um, art. You know what I mean? Like it, it really involves a lot of things. Um, you've got, kicks it's also card called um i've studied some i am currently studying uh muay thai doing like some online class type things and lots of shadow boxing and um uh have zoned in on a uh, local uh, dojo that teaches uh muay thai and um brazilian jiu-jitsu and i'm super excited i'm gonna start do, doing their muay thai classes um, this year i'm very excited about it so going to be great but yeah muay thai is awesome so i think that's pretty high up there that's uh it's the it's the only one we've got so far so it's at the top of my list but it's probably <laughs> gonna, go. it's probably going to stay near the top do you want to throw one out tyler from your head and i'll uh 
Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and, and we'll, we'll start respond to that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, let's do. Uh, I mean, I just want to get this out of the way. Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. Oh, I was <laughs> gonna save. I was gonna save it towards the end. <laughs> no, um, but, no. Okay, just we could just, just get put it, out it out at the way. top and leave it there. That's my opinion. Okay. It's. <laughs> so um, okay. Oh, by the way, so drunk guy behind the bar. Muay Thai is gonna do pretty well, right? Because it's gonna you're gonna be able to if he kind of like charges at you and grabs you as a Muay Thai guy, you're probably going to like kind of immediately position him into a clinch, I would imagine. And you're also going to be good at, and, and then you're going to do great from there. And then, um, uh, you're going to, and you're, if you're in distance management mode, you're just going to be kicking and punching him. And if he thinks he wants to try and be a boxer, you're just going to destroy his legs. Cause they, they very like literally like leg kicking in like modern MMA and like UFC fighting is really came from Muay Thai because in Muay Thai, that's a huge component is, is, is kicking another man's shins or knee or thigh over and over and over again and conditioning your shins and your foot so that you can kick very hard, you know, over and over and over again. It's a huge part of Muay Thai is, and you can, there's some Muay Thai fighters who are like world champs and they literally just leg kick <laughs> until the yep. opponent can't walk yep. anymore, you know? So, um, this, it's got some cool, it's, it's, it's diverse, you know, I think, it, I think it would do well. Okay, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, how does that do? So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu originally started out with the Gracie family, and uh, some of the history on that is there was a representative from Japan who was starting to bring, trying to bring Judo to other countries. So he went from Japan to Brazil, and What's he was name? basically Maka, on a... Makamoto, what's his name? A touring circuit, kind of like a... This a circus basically where he would go and challenge what they other call fighters. This is what they called them back then. Yeah, the circuses would, were like uh, basically UFC competitions. Effectively, yeah. So he would he would instruct and, and fight boxers and all these different styles, and that's where the the Gracie brothers met him. And then from that, they kind of developed their own style. Um, and you were kind of you were you told me in the past that they developed that style because a lot of judo is throwing, which Brazilian jiu jitsu does have throws in it. But a, a lot, the part of the reason, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you were saying that they kind of morphed into the Brazilian jiu-jitsu style was from, um, because they were, they were smaller guys. They were, you know, they're shorter than five, nine, I think both mm -hmm. of them. Um, and so they, they, the throws were a little more difficult, but some of the grappling on the ground, they could control a much larger opponent when they were on the ground. Yeah. Helio, that was Helio. Doing throws. The guy's name was, uh, Mits, Mitsu, Mitsu Meda, Mitsuo. Mitsumaida, Mitsuo Meida, something like that. That was the that was the Japanese um, judo and jujitsu guy who came over um, to Brazil to to start like you know talking about all that. And judo, also called jujitsu, um, depending on the area in Japan you're in, but judo is honestly mostly what it gets called back then. It was it's right now it's mostly like a standing like throwing art kind of a thing. Um, I'm going to write judo down too. Cause we're kind of talking about it. It was the, um, really the, the martial art of the weaponless martial art of the samurai. That's its roots. That's judo's roots. And I suppose, yeah. So let's throw Jodu in there too. We kind of got to talk about it alongside Brazilian jiu-jitsu because it is an offshoot really truly. Um, so yeah, this guy came to Brazil. So judo guy comes to Brazil and judo is this ancient samurai throwing and grappling, martial art not really a lot of striking but it's like taking your opponent down to the ground um uh, a lot of throwing them and hip throws 
some joint locks and some chokes and different stuff. It was a very military. It was, it was warrior. It was like the warrior hand to hand combat kind of a thing in Japan. Um, uh, anyway, so this guy um, came to uh, Brazil and he um, started doing this thing and he took on uh, a few students. Uh, Helio Gracie was, was not really among them. He was, uh, his, he was the smallest of his brothers his his brother, the eldest brother, Carlos Gracie, became like, you know, worked right underneath um, Mitsu. He he was like, uh, but but Carlos Gracie was a big, you know, normal sized guy, and got really started to get really good at judo. Helio Gracie was the the story goes he was the younger brother and he was significantly smaller and he was like five, uh, yeah, like five eight, five nine, and like one hundred and fifty pounds. He's super, he's a tiny little dude. Um, and he couldn't perform the judo throws um, or the uh, even many of the, the you know, tech, just most of the techniques. And so he started altering them. And as you know, the story goes, that is how Brazilian jiu-jitsu kind of got, uh, you know, invented effectively the kind of the Gracie brothers. But you can go to like lineage wise, you can go to Carlos jiu-jitsu um, gyms and Helio Gracie gym. So there's lots of different, there's lots of different Gracies to make it worse. Um, they each had crap tons of children, <clears throat> just tons of kids. Uh, Hilo Gracie had six kids. It was a lot. There's a lot of kids. And then Carlos Gracie had like 12 kids <laughs> uh-huh. and they all yeah. went on to start their own chains of, you know, like Gracie gyms or whatever. But, you know, generally speaking, when you're, when you're learning Gracie jujitsu, it's, it's a, uh, or, or any kind of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's going to be from, um, you know, the, the Gracie brothers. And most of the lineage just kind of rolls down from Helio. Because, like, one of Helio's sons, um, yeah, there's Horion Hickson Gracie. He's probably one of the greatest fighters of all time. This was his son. And there's lots of, lots of stuff going on with Gracie family. But anyway, that is kind of what burst modern Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is really kind of an offshoot and an alteration of... Um, judo and i i think we can just both agree that well it's it's up at number one and i i think we're gonna say that it takes the cake here not any big surprise from anyone who's an mma fan at all but um because of the striking ability and then the types still with the judo throws in there being able to throw an opponent that's heavier than you and then also just the way that you handle an opponent the way that you can subdue an opponent um, that's much larger than you by not wasting your energy, keeping them on the ground. So putting your body in positions that cause your opponent to use excessive amounts of energy to try to escape. Um, Where's your, way your grappling down. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then just, it also means if it, I mean, also there's lots of benefits to this, right? Cause if the guy, if the drunk guy behind the bar is way bigger than you, it's less of an issue. If he's taller than you, it's less of an issue. It's uh you know, if he's pretty good, even as in a, in a striking art, that's way less of an issue. Um, if he's a wrestler, well, you know, now you like stand a chance <laughs> and you have, and you're, and you're probably going to do great. Um, you know, you, you certainly are. So I just, I think that, yeah, I don't know, maybe we can talk about that later, but even, even, com- even when you set and when you compare, like if you say, you know, drunk guy behind bar is good at any one martial art. I think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu would probably be the one thing you'd, it would be nice to be good at, you know? Yeah, we agree. You ready for the next one? 
Yeah. Um, and then uh, judo, by the way, I mean, that's its own kind of thing. Modern judo, like if you were to go to like a judo um, dojo, you're going to be learning a lot of throwing. Um, yeah. I, 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 that would be currently at the bottom of my list, judo. It's, 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 it can be effective, but I think it's way less at this point, unless you're like, at like a super serious, probably Japanese, like actually in Japan school. It's, it's not, I don't really see it as like a whole system, you know, of combat. Kind of more sportish. Yeah. And even probably leaning more towards the side of being um, semi self defense. Um, and I, the judo means uh, gentle way in Japanese. Yeah, the so gentle way. Yeah. So it's not an aggressive type of, you, you, you know, it's not something you take into the MMA mm. ring just wanting to, mm. to, you know, if you're coming up against someone who's a Muay Thai expert the throws and stuff, they're going to keep you at bay with their kicks. And so it's, mm-hmm. it, it's not as um, versatile. Um, the next one that I have on the list is Krav Maga. And I've mm. always thought of Krav Maga as being a really cool style. I love that the Israelis came up with a fighting style. Um, and I think that um, it, it does involve more, it's more militaristic. So a lot of the training is sort of based on your opponent, potentially having a knife, um, or s- some type of uh, a weapon as well that you're and you're, you know, typically defenseless or uh, uh, unarmed um, fighting someone in that way. But also Krav Maga is a style very mil- militaristic as well, where the um, kicks and punches are not sport to sized. Um, they're not um, it's not designed to be a sport in the sense mm. that there are a lot of like eye gouging moves yeah. and this is very punching. this is going to be this is a very controversial one it'll be interesting how we well this. and i didn't i didn't know that it was as much until you were saying you had watched some um a bunch of street fights and had looked for kind of trying to find street fights now street fights caught on camera and whatever um or cell phone footage that had had someone who was trained in krav maga and and didn't really come up with any good results um, now that may be because the street fights are ended super quickly, but I'm sure that if there was a street fight that was ended really quickly, it would be popular if the guy was proficient in Krav Maga. Um, yeah. it's and Israel you, it's, you... and it's, and it's Israel in origin, which is cool. And it's taught to the military. So I, you know, I feel like it, it, it seems very legitimate and it's like extremely deadly and all that. What bothers me is, is I started like getting really, you know, into like learning about martial arts and stuff. There's, there's like martial arts that have active sparring and that's a big deal. I, as I started learning about this, I was like, Oh man, it's actually really, so there's a huge thing for me when I want to learn a martial art. I think it's really important. You go to a place that at on some level, they have relatively um, regular sparring, that that's not a weird thing they don't do very often. It should be like a fairly common thing, like maybe like once a week the dojo should have like a sparring night or maybe they do some light sparring every night. Um, it should not, if you're learning only in any martial art techniques, um, only against the bag or only against um, a opponent who you're performing the technique and they're completely like um, submissive to you. Complete, yeah. Completely cooperative or, or, or very light resistance. Like I don't, I think, I don't think you're learning something that would work in this you know, scenario that we've created with the drunk, angry man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, excuse me, could you, could you go ahead and just, just let me 
flip you over. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab my hands, grab my other That's, hands. No, so this hands. <laughs> I feel really, yes, exactly. Can you just, let me, give me your finger. Just, <laughs> I was going to flip you around with it. No, I, so I feel good on Krav Maga because it gets taught in the military. It seems to have some history. It's, it's extraordinarily deadly, but every time you type Krav, just type Krav Maga onto YouTube and you, and you watch these kind of like very masculine, let's be honest, kind of like car salesmen describing this move and how to do it. And, and there's a willing, it's, there's people standing around watching an instructor do it on a willing person. Now I did find, so, which is very, it's a huge turnoff for me because there's, it's, it's just, there's a lot of McDojo type stuff. And for me, that's like the hallmark of a McDojo is this instructor who, you know, it is or isn't in shape, like showing this very complex technique to all these students standing around watching. And he's got a completely willing person. Where I, what excites me is when I watch two people in a martial arts school fighting each other with protective gear and pads and stuff, applying their trade on each other. That's super exciting. Another weighing factor for me is do i see it anywhere in the world of mixed martial arts you know in 30 years of mixed martial arts 30 plus 30 40 even years of mixed martial arts has it has it stood has has it is it anywhere does it stand against you know because when you when you grab all of these martial arts and you and you give everybody permission to use any of them krav maga isn't there right like sumo got filtered out pretty quickly (laughs) right it's like okay Sumo doesn't good doesn't go well against anything except sumo, so that you know it just doesn't work. I don't see Krav Maga anywhere in it, and the the few fights I've found, the like modern fights where there's a guy representing Krav Maga um, in like an actual you know pads, ding ding ding, two guys fighting, and the other guy has a different fighting background. What I saw in the Krav Maga guy was crappy striking, just kind of like poor, like not super trained kicking and not super trained boxing, just kind of crappy and you know maybe what gets said if your crowd maga is like well you know he couldn't gouge the guy's eyes out and you know rip open his jaw or whatever <laughs> they say it's super intense it's like well i don't know it, it it seems a little ridiculous to me but it does i feel like it's got to be legit if we've literally got no national militaries training in it maybe it's really super helpful when you've got um a weapon in the room or something because it seems like they're really into yeah that, that's kind of what i was thinking about is maybe just it leans towards disarmament of uh an armed opponent so say the guy in the back of the bar we we're assuming he has no weapon say he whips out a knife or pulls out a gun yeah and does that bring krav maga higher up on our list yeah it would but it would it would i still actually feel like jujitsu is going to be at the top because i think that if somebody had a weapon i would be really thankful that i know jujitsu and not boxing if they had a knife let's say right uh-huh. it's like it's good to know something but from a jujitsu perspective i'm going to be trying to isolate that limb very intensively i'm going to focus really hard on a, a takedown or an isolation um, approach that is going to keep me safe from that ligament um so i would just think of it differently that way my takedown would be a little different i'd probably want to stay yet you know i actually from i would want to probably go straight to the knife hand not away from it i don't want to work around it and give him room to swing i want to go straight to the hand i want to go straight to the gun straight to the knife as well yeah the principle in jiu-jitsu is called zero space you want zero space so if you if you don't want him to attack you with his arms get really close to his arms <laughs> you know yep. give his arms no room to maneuver at all so i think that 
Krav Maga, it seems like they practice like super complex, like disarming moves, um, which I suppose is probably great if they're actually effective. So yeah, they'd probably be number two, I, I guess, uh, if you know the guy had a gun or a knife or something. But I don't really know. Yeah, so we'll we'll put those kind of at a tie for number two for now between Muay Thai and Krav Maga. Um, and Muay Thai takes me straight into my next fighting style mm-hmm. um, that I think of is kickboxing. And mm. the interesting thing about kickboxing is that it actually originated in Japan as well in the 1950s. Did it really? Yeah, really? and I, I found that out doing That's just wild. skimming the surface on researching. But yeah. um, I, I always kind of thought it was an American thing, to be honest, which is obviously no, I, all, I did. I totally all did Americans too. think that everything came from America. Yeah, you that's know. true. Um, you know, what do you mean the Mexicans made, invented the taco? <laughs> um, you know, um, so I, I'm surprised about that, you know. Um, but uh, kickboxing, I think, in my opinion, I just have a short statement for it. It's just that it falls under the Muay Thai, lower on the list than Muay Thai, because Muay Thai is um, such an aggressive style of, of kickboxing, plus other, um, even in the um, sport t- side of Muay Thai, it, it's just a, there's a lot more that they train for and a lot more that's allowed. And it seems more I don't know. aggressive yes. to me. I, I feel like, I mean, aggressive and, in uh in certain ways i think that the the you generally speaking muay thai is a lot more chess oriented than traditional like kickboxing or boxing like you it's all it's very counter oriented like you kind of like waiting for the person to kick so you can check the kick and then punch like it's a lot of so a lot of times with muay thai you're watching the two sum each other up and be kind of like it's like it's like a lot of reflex kind of um, but it is very aggressive in that you start, they, as soon as they get close to each other, there's elbows being thrown at temples. You know what I mean? It's very, right. it's like very violent. Which is not allowed in kickboxing. kickboxing no, is no, just there's not even a clench allowed in kickboxing. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I think Muay Thai stays just slightly ahead of that. I, uh, I agree. On the list. I agree. And I think that knees also are included a little more aggressively in Muay Thai. I don't know. I've, They're significant in Muay Thai. Yeah, and I don't elbows think kickboxing. Not, elbow, not everybody, yeah, elbows are less, they're probably the least common thing. They're still there for sure, but knees are um, super common, especially in the clinch, but also just even like flying knees and stuff. That's all not allowed to a kickboxer, I believe. Yeah, um, and that's, that is one little a patch in our network here is uh, the, the history of that as far as the rules, like where it's, where it's involved in the, the sport of it. But for our scenario, that's crazy. It came from Japan. Kickboxing did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but for our scenario, in the street, we'll say there are no rules. You know, relatively, yes. and you're not in, yes. in, worried about being sued or whatever. Um, so kickboxing, still, still, I would. It's got to be high up there. I'd rather be a kickboxer than be nothing. You know. And you know, um, honestly, so I'd I, rather be great at kicking and punching a guy in in the head and, and whatever than than tearing his eyes out with Krav Maga, supposedly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put kickboxing above Krav Maga, although I know some people are probably like, Krav Maga, and put it up at number one. And I'm sorry if you're listening and you love Krav Maga. The kickboxing originated is a Japanese hybrid martial art. Elements of punching and kicking. Uh, it was developed by adapting fighting techniques from karate, western boxing, and Muay Thai. Oh, wow. Originated in the 60s in Japan. So totally not an old thing it's a it's just a hybrid style that kind of mashed a few things up yeah and that's what i found when i looked through even all of these like we think of judo as being super old but it it wasn't really like official 
um, until the late uh, until like 1882 is when it was recognized as yeah. being an official. Here's, here's the thing with judo: when you there is a lot of misnomer and controversy around the name. If you start reading a few a few different books or sites, you start to see the who defines what as judo gets really complicated. It is now almost kind of like a agreed upon nickname for a number of things that are all kind of similar offshoots of what's called Japanese jujitsu. Um, so it's likely, it's actually very, 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 I can pretty much guarantee that when um, that uh, Japanese instructor went to Brazil, he wasn't calling it judo, he was calling it jujitsu, Japanese jujitsu. And then they, they called it, well, this is Brazilian jujitsu now, <clears throat> because they brought it significantly more to the ground, and we're doing a lot more groundwork with it. Um, and there was a lot of street fighting in Brazil, and so it became about, you know, killing and disarming and all that kind of a thing so brazilian jiu-jitsu is great but yeah judo is there's a big time mis- misnomer the word judo wasn't used until yeah more recently but it's pretty ancient in what where that you know what it was being called before that and stuff like the the core components of it are quite a bit older that's my understanding anyway yeah and that that was my understanding when i was doing a little bit of research was that the the japanese style as well as um Japanese style of fighting so um, karate and judo have much ancient more ancient lineage styles that have each their own separate names separate dojo separate styles Um, same with um, taekwondo in Korea um, had its own lineage and then um, same with um, Chinese Mm -hmm. fighting styles tai chi kung fu Mm -hmm. wing chun Mm -hmm. Many different styles being put together, or even um, like uh, Sambo from uh, the Russian uh, Mm -hmm. fighting style, which is um, kind of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu too, but more based out of Greco-Roman style wrestling plus striking thrown in there. Um, Do you want, we can talk quickly, um, not to take the reins on this too much, but I figured we'd hit karate next, because that's Japanese as well, and then we can jump into... So here's my perspective on karate. I feel like there's literally two categories of karate. Um, there is k- Japanese, or just there's karate. And then there's chain karate, or mikdojo karate. <laughs> because yep. karate is one of the most... Um, but, but even mikdojo karate is still better than... Um, you know, probably Krav Maga. I don't know. <laughs> Aikido, <laughs> which we'll talk about. But I mean, there's a lot, you know, like there's an, I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but no, I will. There's an ace, which is great for learning how to punch and kick stuff. Um, but I don't think is very effective in terms of like, I think real karate, like you can like kill people with a punch with real karate, depending on the type of karate you look into. But there's not actually a lot. It's not a very popular thing. Like even if you live in a big city, it can be hard to find um, a really legit karate dojo and it's also um, the more real the karate the more of a kind of barrier of entry you get because it's like a lot of it is like you have to learn a lot of Japanese you have to memorizing the words you have to learn a lot of kata um, and, and which is like um, sort of like shadow boxing but it's sort of like I don't know like memorizing all these Japanese words and postures and connecting them which it's like a, almost kind of meditative and and then you're like it's you know creating a bit it got martial arts got really popular in the 60s and 70s and you know the karate kid and 
came out later, but you know, the, the karate became a super karate and you know, kung fu kind of became the the McDojo thing. That was it's just really common. So there's a lot of crappy karate dojos out there. And yeah, I and think I'm... that so there's so to me it's two things. There's super legit like lineage karate, and then there's McDojo karate. And <laughs> they're they're kind of two different deals. Yeah, I, I'm curious if um, the Krav Maga thing that I think is cool is maybe only because it's like the popular thing right now, you know, in a way is of being like how karate was in the 80s or kung fu in the 70s, you know, how it's like kind of the popular trending one. And so that's why. Oh, yeah. Like oh, if you man, actually probably. if you like actually were like in Israel being trained in Krav Maga, you probably could you know, kill people or whatever. Sure. Yeah, probably so. And I think not to disparage karate too much, I how to take one side quest, um, boxer versus karate. So a guy who owns you know, black belt and karate owns a dojo, does it day in, day out, versus let's say a a pretty high level I'm not talking Muhammad Ali, but high level um high level boxer. boxer. Like an like an okay, sure. Um I think that McDojo karate guy, even a, like a black belt instructor, McDojo karate gets his just is get is gonna get his his butt whooped real bad. <laughs> I think legit karate, like lineage, legitimate karate with like Japanese roots, um, I think is gonna kick the guy's ass. Okay, yeah. I was I was hoping for a little more grace on karate, but I've never <laughs> taken it, and so I don't know. I think I like legit know. karate is super awesome. It's it's powerful. It's all about like, like, it's all about like finishing blows and striking, like very putting all of your energy into one punch and learning teaching your body to put all of its energy into that one punch or that or that one kick. It's like really strong, and then some. There's different types of karate. Some are and they're kind of you know, um, their speed and distance kind of based and they're different disciplines. So there's like a type of karate that is very close distance um, and is all oriented around that. Also, karate ranks pretty, legitimate karate ranks pretty high for me because um, um, it, in, it, it is, uh, it, it's got throws and some grappling even um, in it. So it's pretty, it's pretty well-rounded as far as, you know, compared compared to others yeah so for, for me i'm putting legit karate as number two <laughs> even above muay thai which i love and i'm planning on taking what see, that's funny because for me i i dropped karate down quite a ways on my list mcdojo um, karate is down at the very bottom underneath judo gotcha right, right gotcha. now for me it's at the very bottom because <laughs> um, i think it's I'm like gonna... glorified kickboxing but not even as good so with less sparring <laughs> the next one on my list that i think is is for the western world very similar to taekwondo or our understanding of it is very similar is taekwondo mm-hmm. um out of mm-hmm. korea um so it's their you know most common kind of hand-to-hand style same thing with a lot of these other martial arts where it's a combination of styles of different you know practices joined mm-hmm. together Mm-hmm. Um, whole Korean lineage there that you know we don't have enough time to get into, but mm-hmm. um, Taekwondo I I put it as a little bit higher up on the list than karate because I feel like it has some of the Muay Thai influences of being very kick strong more mm-hmm. so than karate, very just focusing on um, deadly blows, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just 
the leg kicks and and different types of um, kicks for different parts of your opponent's body. So it, it ranks above karate for me, but still towards the lower end because of the lack of um, clinch um, moves mm-hmm. that they have, as well as um, the, kind of the grounded pound or um, even pretty much anything other than distance striking. Yeah, it, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but it's really great at that. It's really great at that one thing kicking people in the head taekwondo is great <laughs> mike was taking i know you took taekwondo right you i did yeah, yeah yeah that's awesome it's the, probably one of the it's one of the cooler looking like if we had a ranking based on how cool they look it's it's near it's it's you know in the top five or whatever it's it's cool looking when somebody's really good at it like double you know switch kicks and stuff in the air and the flying kicks and cool stuff uh, my daughter took Taekwondo for a little while. I was taking her to Taekwondo place. It was, it was fun. It was cool. But yeah, I think not a super well-rounded, um, I don't know, even the place they went, they, they had a couple other Korean martial arts that they taught to kind of help create a sort of more well-rounded combat system because Taekwondo alone doesn't really have much in the way of things other than kicks. So to be honest, but it's cool. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I feel like it's tied with kickboxing for me in my list. I've got Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, legit karate, Muay Thai, kickboxing, and Taekwondo. Then Krav Maga, then Judo, then McDojo karate at the bottom. Really quick, uh, and let's please make it quick. I'm just going to throw sumo out there. I'm going to put that at the bottom. (laughs) Sumo wrestling. Yeah, so sumo wrestling is basically (laughs) the point of sumo wrestling is just to push your opponent out of the ring. Yeah, so it's just um, so, big guys pushing each other. Yeah, that's why they gain. I mean, there, there is, there is a little a technique to it. So we're not and and there's that. more history to it. It is there is a major stereotype about the guys being 400 pounds in movies and stuff. Like the, if you look at like, go look up like pictures of like you know old like it's a a very old sport sumo. I mean, there's pictures of guys in the early 1900s and, and even the 1800s doing sumo. Um, and they're like muscular guys. They're not just like crazy obese guys. They were they were bigger and they had a weird special diet they were supposed to be on. But it is such a sport um, that it wouldn't really. It's not going to work very well against the drunk guy, right behind the bar. That's which is what we're. <laughs> it's, it would not work. I don't think very well. I guess better than nothing. But uh, strong legs. You'd have really strong legs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna put that at the bottom. Another really, um, in my opinion, bad one. And some people may get upset about this. So. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm the one with strong opinions on some things. Aikido. What do you think about Aikido? So I I wrote down Aikido because it came from um, part of karate and then also influenced uh, sambo in the Russian South. But I actually know almost nothing about Aikido besides that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is uh, a peaceful. It's it's supposed to be it's like a philosophical and very peaceful it's supposed to be like a non-violent martial art in which you sort of can like disarm and uh and uh kind of like you know get your opponent like flip them onto the ground or trip them onto the ground um sweep them onto the ground um it's just disabling it's all about kind of disabling and, and kind of keeping your opponent from being able to attack you or or even keeping them from being able to con- to to fight um, or just kind of stopping them from being able to attack. <clears throat> That's everything in Aikido is that there's no striking, there's no chokes, there's no um, anything like that. It's lots of techniques. Um, so I, I guess that's why it plays such a heavy hand in the history of some other styles is because if your fighting style is 
only dedicated to gently taking people to the ground, that has a lot of applicable other areas that you, if you build that as one of your um, weapons in your arsenal, as far as I know how to quickly take someone down, especially for um, law enforcement um, or even military type of scenarios where um, it's unrealistic just to grab the guy's throat and pull on it. You know, it makes a lot more sense to quietly take the person down quickly um yes that and that's a part that's not your one it's true philosophical like like idealistically that's that sounds wonderful like as a non-violent disabling of the opponent you know is great it's legally the best like from a legal perspective that's the it's the least liability in that situation it's the it's the least violent it's the most kind all that stuff i think that what aikido wants to do though brazilian jiu-jitsu actually does like like one hundred and a thousand percent Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If you wanted to pin the guy down and smash his face by punching him, you could. If you were good at it, that wouldn't be a problem. Um, if you wanted to be completely peaceful and kind and just hold the person down to where they couldn't move or escape, and then talk them, talk to them, have somebody call the police, whatever, and just hold them there, you can do that too. Aikido like wants to be able to peacefully disable the opponent, and again. Just to be clear, there is zero sparring in Aikido. I, I, I would love somebody to email us and tell me that, well, at my Aikido dojo, we do lots of sparring and we bring in opponents who don't know Aikido and they try and kill us and we, you know, humiliate them and flop them onto the ground. <laughs> and, and it's impossible, you know, to, for them to hurt our instructor because he's so good at Aikido. I think the reality is Aikido is really cool philosophy, really cool idea, but I think that everybody doing it should should leave their Aikido dojo and go to a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu dojo and, and learn there. Um, Aikido is, is cool, you know, and they've got cool outfits and you drink cool tea and stuff and learn all these Japanese words. And the idea of it is cool, but I think it fails to actually accomplish it because, again, you're, you're learning moves on a willing opponent who is also learning those moves and then you take your turn and you're the willing opponent and you, you flip onto the ground or, or whatever. It's pretty weird. So I'm putting it at the bottom of my list underneath sumo. Because I actually think if there was a drunk, angry man charging at you, I think that you would probably stand more of a chance understanding sumo clinch and just knowing that and how to and how to do to push him away and then you know flail around and maybe a win. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I I agree that that would be effective in my mind. Though, if I'm a sumo master, I'm <laughs> six foot. <laughs> four and weigh 400 pounds and have a really a, you oh know, six gosh. foot four uh wingspan arm spread so well, some of the, hey some of them were short it was just about you know actually they they weren't supposed to be super tall because the center of gravity you know what i'm oh, saying yeah. was lower yeah so i i'm six four and i would not be a great sumo candidate i'm also a little skinny for that yeah but, you uh, need to gain several hundred pounds before we <laughs> enter you in your first sumo <laughs> championship it's true so aikido is down at the bottom of mine anyway. and then i'm gonna jump into so i think we've hit up the main japanese um art forms as well oh, as you're going categorically in. aren't and, you yeah Nathaniel. <laughs> uh, hit up thailand hit up israel hit up yeah. korea we're yeah. going to china so quick oh, history on this um kung fu oldest recorded um fighting style in china older than four thousand years um tai chi came in a little bit later around the 12th century so 1100 a.d and then wing chung um the fighting style came uh early um 1800s 
Um, so that's kind of the history of the, the Chinese fighting style. Kung Fu, we know, is being, you know, um, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, that kind of stuff. And then you were saying um, that Wing Chun is more of the style that um, Jackie Chan kind of does. Is is that offshoot? Yeah, and even Bruce Lee. Lee. Actually, Bruce Lee's primary, his primary, initially, his primary uh, thing was Wing Chun, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, Wing Chun is... Uh, wonderful to watch if you just go youtube wing chun fight or something it's great it's uh often also called chinese boxing um it's similar to western boxing in principle um and competitively but it's very fast and all about countering and you stand in a center line position um so you stand like shoulder length kind of well, yeah, sort of. You you stand like centered on your opponent instead of in like a in like a sideways with a lead foot, like with, yeah. with most most of these other striking and just martial skills in general. With Wing Chun, you stand like your legs at your side to side at your shoulders square facing your opponent, and then you have like one hand leading the other in front of you, and then on your center line. It's really interesting. Because it's all mostly oriented around countering and punching them in the, in the head, so it's it's really and it's very oh. fast with their with their arms. So a lot of the fun, cool stuff you see in like the Matrix and in movie, it's a very popular. Like when you when people think of kung fu in the movies, they're actually usually thinking about Wing Chun, <clears throat> um, you know, plus kicks, which kind of come from other stuff. So Wing Chun's pretty cool. It's effective if um, people know how to do it it's pretty hard to find a place that'll teach you it in the states united states but um if you're from china and you have learned some wing chun it's looks awesome and is uh an effective thing so i I think compared to the verse the drunk guy it would probably be wonderful to watch and probably pretty effective yeah and i i think too the wing chun style being upper body typically if the the western world for whatever reason leans towards that kind of or it might even come from like kind of british empire type style of if you're a man you fight standing up with your hands you don't use your feet you know Mm -hmm. kind of that boxing style um so i think if someone with wing chung went went against someone who was drunk outside of a bar most likely the the drunk brawlers typically do not kick they're not strong kickers um that's not in their wheelhouse so the wing chung style might might work pretty proficiently against someone who's you know the assailant outside of the bar mm-hmm. that's true i'm i'm gonna actually put it it's oh, hard i'm gonna put it above taekwondo but i'm gonna put it under kickboxing reason why because let's say the drunk guy i mean i think that just the more well-rounded something is i think that's great uh, compared you know just in in terms of not sport fighting but fighting against somebody who knows something different or, or maybe nothing or a little bit of something i think the more diversity you have the better and for that reason wing chun and taekwondo although super effective they do one thing very effectively like close fast fighting is wing chun's excellent thing taekwondo is like distance striking kickboxing can do both which i think is and muay thai does both better i think yeah yeah i agree with that and then we're gonna go from china we're gonna go north and east and we're gonna hit russia with sambo Sambo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. Well, so what I know, I started looking into Sambo because I'm really into uh, Khabib. You know, Khabib. Yep. 
Yeah, Khabib uh, Nurmag. Hold on, Khabib Nurmagomedov, <clears throat> uh, greatest fighter in UFC history, pretty much. Um, certainly, modern times, probably possibly ever. Although I think um, the only person that could probably compare would be Hicks and Gracie in his prime. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, that would be amazing and but impossible to to do. So yeah, he's the only fighter in UFC history who never bled, um, never lost, and um, was never... He's, I think he's been knocked down once or twice. Maybe, I don't know, somebody will know, but yeah, never even bled. Oh, and he's never really had any really very visual, visible um, damage. Like, you know, even even like he's not had a big puffed up swollen eye. Or, I mean, just nobody has even really been able to touch him. So it's pretty pretty amazing. And he is um, a pretty pure combination of just sambo and jujitsu. That's pretty much the only things he really you know he knows some striking. He's he's good boxer, but um, pretty much he's Brazilian jujitsu and sambo pretty explicitly and sambo i started to look into it is pretty damn cool i think it's what russian military trains in yes yes that's correct yeah and i kind of think of it as being um the brazilian jiu-jitsu style of the russians because it incorporates uh, it does stem from the greco-roman style wrestling which the russians Mm -hmm. are very good at um but also has the the hand-to-hand combat side the strikes thrown Mm -hmm. in there as well Mm mm-hmm Yes, I agree. I think that this is a highly effective style. It is similar and borrows from jujitsu um, in that it's there's a lot of like joint control. Um, I don't know. I think that they certainly have elements of that comparatively to like wrestling. Um, you know, I think that uh, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of like joint control and um, and then mixed with striking so it's you know it's a lot of where it's why khabib is so good at ground and pound it's it's a very sambo kind of style thing sambo is all about taking your opponent down and and kind of controlling them so it's kind of it is kind of a mashup of some things but i think it is super effective in one-on-one fighting for sure uh so where do you put it at your in your ranking then pretty 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 darn high i'm gonna put it uh, I mean, against the drunk guy, I don't know, man. It's going to, I'm, it's going to be high. It's not, I still think that pure Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is going to be better. I think over, overall, I think um, that it's more of a pure, singular, effective approach. And I think it shows because even like Khabib, who is like a, literally the two-time world champion in Sambo, um, went after Brazilian jiu-jitsu and every morning does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like that is his kind of like he mastered Sambo and, and really incorporated heavily Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I don't, I think that he wouldn't have done that if he didn't need to. <laughs> I think that, I think that there's things jiu-jitsu has that Sambo doesn't. Um, I think if you're fighting specifically a stronger opponent, uh, Sambo is not, is not necessarily geared towards, like keeping you safe. There's not, Sambo doesn't really have safety in mind necessarily. I think it's, it's effective, but for that reason, I'm going to put it at, at number two, because I, I do think it's highly effective, but jujitsu edges it out. Cool. So that's all I've got. I've got two bonuses. Um, and the only reason they're bonuses is because 
the first bonus is Filipino martial arts. It kind of came up a couple of times while I was doing. Oh, I know about research. one of those, but it's weapon oriented. They yeah, so they re- they really are. They they are weapon heavy, and it there's I'm gonna butcher these names, but it comes from the main three branches are Arnis, Kali, and Eskrima. And Arnis, yeah, that's the one I've heard of. It's like two, it's like two sticks. Yep. Yeah. So the age the of that fighting style is pre-Spanish explorers. So the ex- Spanish explorers would go to the Philippines and um, just get destroyed. And the only advantage that the Philippines had was their um, uh, gunpowder, their guns. But besides mm. that, they, they couldn't handle them in hand-to-hand combat. Uh, it's super so fun. Arnis is fun to watch. Arnis fights. If you, I've just watched a couple of them, but it's like super fast. super. It's like Legolas in Lord of the Rings. It's, it's basically, you really want to like, you know, dress up on a weekend as Legolas and impress your friends, learn our niece. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the way to go. It's like dual wielding stick, stick slapping goodness. It's it's pretty crazy. So, Uh, and, but that, it didn't seem like, as I looked into it, it didn't seem like it really fit into this category of the, the mixed martial arts or, or, no, uh, but it is cool. I mean, you, I mean, hopefully, I don't know. You got a couple like drumsticks in your back pocket, just in case you run into a drunk right. mugger. Right, you're good. You're good to go. <laughs> and then Butter. the other, the other bonus um, that I don't know enough about to really bring into it, and tell me if you've ever heard of this, but sabate, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh yeah, and I know. A- I know a little bit about it because there was one guy in in. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I do. Uh, it's. Kickboxing, kind of very similar yeah. to kickboxing. French right? originally is oh, yes, French. French kickboxing style. Yep, um, and I didn't really. It's not very popular as far as you know all these other styles that we've talked about that are pretty common and well known. But mm-hmm. it definitely had a place in some of the origins and some of the other fighting styles. So I figured I'd throw it in as a bonus. But I don't know enough about it to rank it well. So I think that I don't takes either. Back, Tyler, I don't even to... know. Honestly, I just hold on. I'm just gonna look this up really quick. Well, differences between savate and kickboxing because I've just heard it called eh, it's just you know French kickboxing European kickboxing focusing on kicking and scoring points it has levels determined by the color of the practitioner's gloves oh it's only kicking really the very little punching gotcha uh, kickboxing focuses significantly more on both punches and kicks Delivered as full force. Okay, so Savate is pretty sport oriented and very kicky. It's kind of like a more simple Taekwondo. So that's oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So then that's, I didn't rearrange my notes as I wrote them down. So we'll just go through um, your I've list. Got, and... Well, hold on. No, I've got, I've got a bunch more. You want to hear some more? We've yeah, got some yeah, big yeah. ones also that we haven't thrown in the rink, which we Let's go do. for them. Pure wrestling like uh, which i assume is what you'd call greco-roman like you know you i wrestled in high school and you got really good at it you're very into wrestling let's say you did wrestling didn't you i did i wrestled in high school yeah okay so let's say you you know there that's your that's your fighting style how does that rank where do you throw that in there and and why it's almost it's not super fair to answer because when i did brazilian jiu-jitsu it just compounded on top of my wrestling skills so if I'm actually fighting someone behind a bar, I'm going to use some of the technique that I've used in wrestling to close the distance, you know, which is similar to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm comfortable with that that uh, wrestling style and the wrestling stance. 
I can close, I can shoot basically on them. And then once I've closed that distance, I'm going to be using the um, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu takedown or throw and hold. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of going into um, basically it go wrestling, a judo throw and a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu hold, whether that's a, a choke or an arm bar or something like that kind of style. So I can't answer just strictly wrestling um, fair enough. I mean, it's low because it's not designed. There's no striking and there's no kicking. So it's it to be a wrestler is better than nothing. Um, and I, if I was uh, pitting a boxer versus a wrestler, I would go. Um, I think the, the wrestler has a much bigger advantage um especially once they've got the the boxer taken down so long as they can close that gap um but beyond beyond that I, wrestling's pretty low it's very it's very much a sport and not um a self defense uh style so for wrestling i do not i can't give you a, a good answer on that one no that makes sense i still feel like okay so similar it's it's not a it's so it's not a whole combat system just probably the language exactly. that would get yeah, used, it's right? Sport. It's re- it's really it, it's a sport. sport, but I I think it's going to be a lot better than nothing against the drunk guy behind the bar or something, that, or yeah, you know the, the person you're forced to fight below Krav Maga because I think Krav Maga hopefully is probably better there. You've got some striking, you've hopefully done some sparring, and there's something real, or or you just you pull his eyeballs out or something. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to put it. Uh, Oh, I'm going to put it above judo on my list because I think um, I think judo is even more sporty than wrestling, probably in most applications. Although, again, I'm sure there's some like super legit, you know, like an American judo dojo, um, at least, you know, around where we live. It, that's probably going to be very sport oriented and just a lot of throws. And then that's kind of it. So I put wrestling above that. So that's for me on wrestling. I've got some more you want me to keep listing off. uh yeah let's let's do them as uh like a power hour or power minute and power power minute okay uh let's see oh yes western boxing just gotta throw western boxing in there somewhere oh that's true i i left it off i guess kind of kickboxing took over my i i think for sure if you're gonna put boxing in there it needs to go below kickboxing because i think someone who has the skill set of a kickboxer for someone who's just a boxer, the, the kickboxers mm-hmm. got that whole half of another body that's trained to fight, not just yes. the upper half. Yes, exactly. And uh, boxing is really cool. It's it's highly effective, I think. A trained boxer is a deadly force to be reckoned with, but it's so old in that it's it, like just what it, its roots of like bare knuckle boxing and gambling. And I mean, it's hard to say exactly how old really the roots of boxing are, but I think, um, you know, it definitely started to take form in America as like a really fun and cool thing. Guys were like training and even it was, became their job just to like box, um, especially like in the 1800s and the early 1900s, it started to really take off. And um, the thing is it started to develop so much as a sport and there's probably a whole philosophical discussion you could have on martial arts being defense systems versus sports and how they can kind of change. And a lot of these things we've talked about have you know some dojos you go to are very focused on like taekwondo is a great example there's some taekwondo and so is jujitsu there's jujitsu dojos that are very sport oriented it's all about like make sure to do the takedown and don't go don't get into this position because then it'll be like minus five points it's like that i just think that's dumb you know i guess it's great if you're wanting to go to a competitive jujitsu scoring competition but um 
you know, if you just want to learn to defend yourself, who cares about points? <clears throat> you know, you want to win, win, a, you want to defend yourself. You want to win a fight or whatever. And I think anyway, with boxing, I, it, it, there's different rules and things. And because of that, it just has some super inherent weaknesses. Um, like for example, if you're, yeah, like a boxer and a Muay Thai guy, the boxer is going to be way more honed in on punching and dodging punches and countering punches for sure. He's going to have, although they're really, they understand the same components there. Muay Thai has a focus on boxing, but Muay Thai guy is going to be kicking the boxer's knees and legs <laughs> the entire time he's trying to box. And then when the boxer does like a, a, a bob and weave kind of a thing, or even like, I forget what it's called, where you just, you literally kind of dive your head forward, like doubling over to get kind of right. underneath the punches. Right. That is so specific to the sport of boxing. You know, a Muay Thai guy is going to just immediately knee you in the forehead and knock yeah. you out. Yeah. You know, be very bad. Or a karate guy or a, or a, or a BJ, or, um, BJJ, the jujitsu guy. Or, um, I mean, he's going to immediately guillotine you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, a Sambo guy is going to immediately guillotine and take you down. And, you know, so it's got some inherent weaknesses. But... Um, because it's such a, the sport of it is so oriented around it, but I think it is effective. So I'm going to put it underneath kickboxing in my list, but above Wing Chun, because I might just not know enough about Wing Chun, but from what I've watched and read about, it seems that um, boxing is a little bit more um, diverse against other things. So As, uh, Yeah, and I think with boxing, the foot play too, even with mm, the little yeah. amount I know with Wing Chun, that you're moving back and forth. You know, with boxing, you're it's a lot more coming back. Or the Wing Chun, yeah. that stance is not a good way to really stand against someone who's going to be doing a bunch of kicks or mm -hmm. um, a boxer who's moving in and out, you know, bobbing and weaving. Yeah, Wing Chun is way more like surprise counters and stuff, uh, which makes it it's flashier and is fun to watch in the movies. Jackie Chan's great at it. And, you know, Bruce Lee is, is, is an amazing Wing Chun guy. And But, yeah, I agree. In real life, situation probably boxing is going to be a little bit more um flexible to whatever your opponent's doing right because you're just going to be a little bit more on the move and able to move out of the way and stuff like that so yeah anyway boxing that's great um let's see uh, uh fun one ninja <laughs> ninjitsu. ninjitsu do you know what ninjitsu is is it is it a ninja style jujitsu? Uh, no, but it's it's also Japanese um, in origin. So you missed one. That's gonna keep you up at night <laughs> when you're in the Japanese section. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a joke, though. I don't know. Um, ninjitsu with if you look into like uh, the history of ninjas and what ninjas are, and then you see the classical picture of like the ninja. With like the black outfit and all that, it's pretty much crap because nobody actually knows. There is such little documented evidence of ninjas. Some believe that there was like less than like five, <laughs> like or even just there was a handful of dudes who were like doing this ninja thing. When you read about it in like ancient Japan, and they were, you know, did not get along with the samurai. <laughs> didn't they? Didn't play along. They were they were really just kind of like gangster assassin -y type guys or something or, or individuals but it wasn't like this whole school of thought it wasn't like a taught martial art although it was it's it's the lore is that it was and there is some abstract documents 
that are ancient in Japan, uh, detailing like their weapons and stuff. So the whole throwing stars thing seems to be legit. And that there was like kind of guerrilla tactic style, like surprise attacks that were like lethal. But I think it's just sort of like almost like it's almost like Krav Maga with sort of like a boo surprise element to it. Like surprise eyeballs or something. That was kind of the, <laughs> idea, the ideal <laughs> of, of ninjutsu. But I, I, there, there is actually like even the place local to me in Lebanon that um, will do some ninjutsu, but it's mostly like kind of acro- acrobatics plus some like kind of kicking kind of, but then it's kind of just like, I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> I think, I think it's kind of a joke for me to even put it on here. I'm going to put it right below sumo and right above Aikido because I think the people who, from what I found online, the people who are actually into ninjutsu are like also the kind of person who dresses up like Legolas on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of like a, I know ninjutsu and it's kind of this very serious kind of uh, nerdy sort of thing in a bad way, not nerdy in a good way. Gotcha. And uh, I don't, I don't think it applies in real combat, but I still think, <clears throat> so I think a sumo wrestler is probably going to be, or a McDojo guy even from, a, you know, an ATA karate guy is probably going to do better against a drug guy than ninjutsu. Um, picturing, you know, a guy who thinks he knows ninjutsu, which isn't even a very valid statement because it's not been historically like a kept martial art as far as I know, um, is going to struggle against the drunk attacker who's big and strong. Yeah. But probably he'll, but the, the, uh, He'll be so puffed up in his own mind and leaping off of, you know, the garbage can to like flying kick him and, you know, use his credit card as a ninja star or something. That's probably more <laughs> effective than than Aikido. So sorry, Aikido. <laughs> yeah, so it's going right at the bottom of the list, but right above Aikido. That's ninjutsu. Um, yeah. Oh, and just Kung Fu. We need to talk about Kung Fu a little bit, which is a really hairy one. Yeah, we, we mentioned it a little bit and we kind of got into Wing Chun and, and I mentioned Tai Chi. I guess what I could say about Tai Chi real quick is that tai I originally chi. thought that it was like um, uh, <laughs> yoga originally. <laughs> like I didn't realize it was even a, a fighting style and until I was looking, like literally looking up some things this week and saw like, oh, it's actually like, you know, has a more legit side. So um who knew I, I don't know too much about the legit side but all i can get i can't really get out of my head like people in like central park doing slow exactly motion, yeah you know chinese yoga right or japanese yeah. yoga i guess or thai yoga i don't even know chinese. what's it's, it's chinese. chinese yeah um yeah in that regard i'm going to put it right underneath aikido aikido is finally better than something and that would be tai chi because <laughs> I don't see how Tai Chi is going to be effective. Even if you sped up those strikes, I think that they're going to be, it's a lot of arm extended and leg extended kind of things. And I just don't see yeah. it very, very effective. Um, and I, it doesn't seem like they're into sparring at all. So not even pretend sparring. So that's going to be pretty, pretty low on the totem pole. Uh, anything, uh, are there any other major martial arts that we have not, um, gotten into i don't really know not at least i mean if we were just thinking of the top 10 we've definitely hit those yeah oh kung fu we need to go to kung fu this is messy um messy messy because kung fu what's your understanding of kung fu um jack black played this uh character called kung fu panda 
and uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot I've, i know a lot i know a lot about yeah that. yeah uh no i know there's different styles of kung fu and named and this may be more um hollywood's version but like there is in like the kung fu panda movie how there's the manta style and the monkey style those are legitimate they are real yeah the animal styles of, of yeah. fighting um and i remember watching a bruce lee movie and some of those files uh, styles are demonstrated in it but it's been a long time i mean it's probably been 10 no it's been like 20 years since i've seen those that is a strange statement to say it's been 20 years since i've seen uh, the bruce uh, bruce lee movie so yeah that is weird yeah so and yeah that, the mess that the messy really thing with kung fu that i understand is that it's um kind of an umbrella term for a lot of things um it kung fu is the what language i believe it's chinese it's the the it it means like mandarin yeah I, I, it's like skill to fight or something it's a very generic word it's like it's basically just, like the word martial arts like it just it kind of like means kind of nothing gotcha. um, generally specific to martial skill so like, it'd be the same as someone being like don't mess with me. I know MMA, and it'd be like, well, what? what yes. Do you know? Well, well, what do you know? I mean, that kind of means that kind of means something, right? It means that you probably know how to strike or grapple or some combination of that or something. Like you have probably fought. You know, it's, you're more than a street fighter or something, but you don't know exactly what that means exactly. It could mean a lot of things. You know, that's pretty much what kung fu means. Um, a local to me, there's a there's a kempo, American kempo, um, Shaolin kempo kind of a thing. But real, so, okay, there's one very legitimate uh, thing under the umbrella of Kung Fu, which is Shaolin. Um, so if you type in, like, Shaolin Kung Fu, that's a specific kind of thing practiced by Shaolin monks, which are this sect of Buddhists, I believe, um, who live in this specific region of the world. Um, and it's very cool, very flashy, lots of flipping roundhouse kinds of looking things. Um, but if you, and you know, so it seems really cool and, um, Kempo is a little bit more of a specific term under the umbrella of Kung Fu, which is more specific to what people think of as Kung Fu and the animal, like the animal styles, tiger style, mantis style, those are Kempo styles, which is sometimes spelled with an N and sometimes spelled with an M. Huh. Kenpo and Kempo. So there's a lot of weird, it's kind of this big mosh pit of lots of kind of different things with different kinds of lineages and different kinds of, it's just pretty different. But generally speaking, uh, again, for me, a big test is how does it do in sparring, sparring against other things and sparring against itself. And um, Kung Fu looks a lot cooler in the movies than it does in real life. I'll tell you that. When you, when you actually just go online and find just, you know, in any kind of MMA application, because the MMA is like anything mixed martial art just means it's just a mosh pit where we've thrown lots of different martial artists and they've quickly found out how terrible they are or good they are against other things so like immediately taekwondo becomes pretty useless in a situation where somebody might know grappling right you're like i will kick you and the guy's like i'm gonna just grab your i mean you might kick me once but i'm gonna grab your leg and i'm gonna take you to the ground and it's and you will have no idea what to do your martial art will be useless you know, once you're on the ground and you know Taekwondo, like, okay, you need to know something else now, right? So martial arts is this interesting world where, um, you know, UFC and all these other uh, leagues and stuff where there's been 
you know, way less, no sports rules around martial arts and people can know lots of, they can bring all their different styles together, mix them together, whatever. It became this kind of refining fire where only sort of the, the best components of things sort of survive. So, you know, your average MMA, like UFC guy, doesn't just know one thing. He has kind of like a base in wrestling or jujitsu and then he knows kickboxing and he might he might focus on boxing kind of component or he might focus on kicking but he is also an adequate wrestler jiu-jitsu guy he that might even be his more his focus so anyway it turns out when you throw kung fu in there in the early days so you watch early ufc or early any fighting league and it's fascinating because you have like these purists you know like the kung fu guys like oh and then the wrestling guy just immediately take he doesn't even get hit he just immediately shoots takes the guy down to the ground kung fu guy doesn't know what to do right you know, kung fu guy dies or whatever <laughs> he gets beat up loses no to, no deaths in the ufc tyler <laughs> right that's true so uh yeah yeah you're right so anyway I, I overall i think kung fu when you look at the sport because there is sparring some places some kung fu places like the local kempo place to me does sparring once a week or every other week or something but I looked it up and watched their videos, and I, I, I literally like snorted milk out my nose or wine, I think is what I was drinking. Um, <laughs> it was, it looks so goofy, bro. Like the different animal styles and stuff are so strange looking. It's very, yeah, it's once again a great, if you like dressing up like legless on the weekends, you should go check out Kung Fu because you're going to dig it. It's to the very, point that it's, it would not be effective at all in a against fight. other fighting styles yeah like gotcha. i mean if even just a, a boxer even taekwondo i mean i just i don't know there is some effectiveness to it but i actually found a guy who was um it was a kickboxer fighting a guy who was a traditional kempo kung fu guy and uh it was pretty bad it was it was okay but it was not you know, the Kung Fu guy was definitely not on his way to winning. He A lot of his moves were flashy, sort of pointlessly, and didn't offer protection. Like a kick that, like, exposes you very needlessly. Uh, uh-huh. It's like the, the thinking behind it was, this looks really cool. That was really kind of what it looked like. Um, and he was a fairly high-ranking Kung Fu guy, apparently. So, I, for me, Kung Fu, just because there is some legitimate forms of it, like Shaolin and some dojos that are probably pretty cool, I'm going to put it above McDojo Karate. But underneath judo, because with judo, if you studied it, I know the, you know your average judo guy is gonna throw you onto the ground for sure, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. And even if he's not quite sure what to do at that point, because it's judo, uh, you know, he'll figure out punching while when he's there or something, or at least he's on the ground, and now he can run away from you more effectively or something. So, uh, kung fu is gonna go underneath that, but it's better than you know. I'd rather know some kind of crappy form of kung fu than aikido or tai chi or quote ninjutsu or sumo or something so yeah for me that's where it goes got it so you have a list you feel confident in you want to run us through yeah I'll run one, you through it. Okay. one all the way down through yeah number one brazilian jiu-jitsu number two sambo number three legit forms of karate number four uh my Muay Thai, kickboxing, followed by boxing, followed by Wing Chun, followed by Taekwondo, then Krav Maga, then wrestling, then Judo, then Kung Fu, 
than McDojo karate. <clears throat> Belt farm, expensive McDojo karate. Followed by sumo. <laughs> followed by ninjutsu, in quotes. Followed by Aikido. Sorry, Aikido. It's fairly popular, actually. Just switch to jujitsu, guys. It's what you want. It's what you actually want to be doing. Followed by Tai Chi. (laughs) 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 Which I would... Really, I am now probably in bed tonight going to be Googling or YouTubing Tai Chi Street Fight (laughs) and seeing what I can find. (laughs) What's your list? (laughs) I I didn't put them down in in order. I just have them. I wrote them down as I was saying them, so I didn't move anything around. Oh, okay. It's just a written down list of everything we talked about. Hearing my list, uh, what do you disagree with? Your pronunciation of Muay Thai. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was, that was probably true. No, and I don't know, I don't know about karate up as high as it is, but I, I I think that's maybe it because you have karate above Muay Thai, don't you? Yeah, I do, which was a really hard decision for me. I really am tempted to put Muay Thai above legit, very legit lineage karate, but I, from what I've seen and what I've heard, it seems like very legit karate is very, um, pretty awesome yeah so i think yeah our list is pretty pretty consistent all the way through so and the one i didn't i even know about because i haven't really looked into khabib's fighting style and history much so i i didn't know about this hombo and uh that's a that's a cool one to learn that, that it seems to me that it's like basically wrestling with a really with a focus on getting to with with focus on striking combined with wrestling so pins that are going to free you up to strike Yep, with a little yep. bit of jujitsu thrown in to kind of lock your opponent down. So it's a pretty, uh, it's a really pretty well thought through, punishing kind of a take on a grappling art, you know, yeah. which is which is cool. I just think jujitsu edges it because it's more super super artfully honed in on, um, yeah, everything on the ground. It's pretty awesome, um, and yeah, even actually jujitsu is great standing too. So um hey okay so we did it that was great you want to do a little um phase two here and compare these to each other just like kind of quickly fire through versing them against each other what do you think about this yeah we could do it quickly do it a a battle royale Um, yeah yeah battle royale and are you drinking wine tyler i'm drinking wine yeah i'm i'm about a half of a i'm a half of one glass of wine in so that's where I'm at. I'm really, which we can edit this out later. I'm curious to see our dialogue um, styles because I'm doing Sober October. So I'm, I'm just completely on water right now. And here, our dialogue difference between this dialogue and our, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't think we ever posted the second half of my ramblings of the, um, oh man, we've got to go back and look at that. But the, um, <laughs> The list of habits where yeah. I was drinking and drinking, and number I was forty-seven. You were, and it was a hundred. It was a hundred list, and I was like shouting you in the corner. I was like, Tyler, do you like stitching? No. Do you do you, do you like crossword puzzles? No. Yes, it is true. Just a wet cat in the corner. Yes. At four yeah. or five beers in, you started to get very militaristic about your lists. Yeah, and I, yeah, <laughs> I was over talking to you quite a, and wanted to keep going. Oh, and it's I'm totally fine. So I'm not, that's, 
it was the funny. drunkenness level might make us or the alcohol consumption level not even drunkenness could make us much more i think talkative and more brings out kind of the passion a little bit not that i'm not passionate about it but you're you know i you're we're in a good one right now where you that's good so I'm drinking and you're not. Yeah, I'm like yeah. a glass of wine in, which is like the the equivalent of like four beers for you or something. So I am a complete teetotaler. <clears throat> yeah. So that's fun. Uh, okay. So let's compare your. Why don't you go through your list and we'll gra- compare the top two? Well, I don't. I don't know. Just start grabbing. Just start grabbing ones and throwing them. We definitely should start in the top because it's not even going to be fun to compare Aikido to karate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think we go top two head-to-head then two versus yeah. three by the way if anybody if anybody's listening to this someday uh when we have more than a couple listeners in germany by the way thank you whoever's in germany for listening um <laughs> but if if any of what you've heard is completely abhorrent to you and you disagree completely um at the end we'll have our email and send us video send us send me visual proof that i am terribly wrong and i would love to watch it and and we will talk about it. It will, it, you know, if, if I really feel, I'm, it's like, man, yeah, wow, that's awesome. Aikido completely dominated that boxing guy. <clears throat> um, I would love to just show visual proof, and then, and I will own up to it later, a hundred percent. We, we totally will. So, I um, see it. That email's Tyler Stone at. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so uh, let's say. Um, Da, 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 da. let's say taekwondo versus um uh muay thai muay thai yep what did i say I, let's yeah let's do it lightning round style and and yeah i mean unless you want unless there's dialogue where we have to but i like that where it's just quick and simple yeah okay taekwondo muay thai who wins muay thai you think you think muay thai um yeah, I think so. Mm, let's see. Sambo versus uh, Muay Thai. That's oh, tough. I haven't <laughs> seen enough Sambo, but I just based on Khabib, I got to go with Sambo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you've got, I think if you had somebody who fiddled with Sambo versus an experienced Muay Thai guy, let's say you've got equal levels of like, time in the sport with all of these comparisons so yeah probably sambo too just because i think grappling taking okay wrestling versus muay thai that's interesting muay thai yeah yeah i think so as well um i think yeah you go to shoot though that's the thing is the whole moving the whole body to shoot on one leg the speed Mm -hmm. it takes to move the whole body versus the speed of the muay thai guy just kicking you in the face on your way also you know, knees because he's he's, he's he's totally yeah, yeah he's totally able to knee and elbow and, and used to all that yeah i think muay thai would would, would do great there um <laughs> okay taekwondo versus boxing so boxing purist versus a taekwondo purist that's kind of. Great, I think boxing is such a refined sport that the boxer is gonna gonna be pretty well, but I think he's not gonna be have a great defense against being kicked in the legs. You know, I think that's his weakness. He's not used to that. And a good taekwondo doesn't do a lot of leg kicks, though. They do, like they know how they to do, do a it. lot more leg kicks than any boxer does. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I take boxer on this. I disagree. I think I think boxer is gonna withstand. A Taekwondo guy. I might just have a low sporty opinion of Taekwondo. It is very, I've watched some guys win street fights 
you know, if you know Taekwondo and the other guy knows nothing, he's just a brawler. It's going to be, you're going to, you're going to do great. I think you're going to do great. Um, but I mean, it's weak to takedowns and grappling and on the ground in general, you need to keeping your distance, I think is like the number one priority in Taekwondo. You want to stay four, even five feet away. Uh, but I think a boxer with movement and a guy who was like trained in boxing is going to be able to deal with the head kicks and even the body kicks and, and bring it in closer. And, uh, there's, you keep your hands so low in Taekwondo. And when you had a, when you have a boxer coming at you, who's trained in, in hooks and uppercuts and, you know, I'll, it's just, it's going to be, I think boxing, a boxer would take it. I don't know though. That's, that's, it's tough. Add that to your list of uh, YouTubes to watch tonight. Taekwondo versus boxer. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> wrestler versus a judo guy. <laughs> I'm going to lean towards wrestler. Mm. Same, same reason I leaned towards boxer is because it's such a refined sport that the wrestler's going to be really, really proficient in takedowns. Yeah. And the judo is going, is in general designed for someone that's not a skilled opponent or a, an opponent that's only skilled in judo. Mm-hmm. I, ooh, I don't know. That's super tough for me. Judo is not used to people shooting per se, but right. Judo is very similar to wrestling. You're oriented around keeping from being taken down is kind of like you're defensively locking with an opponent. So I don't think that judo immediately loses to wrestling like certain other things. I actually kind of think would like a Taekwondo guy, for example, I think, you know, a wrestler who hasn't even trained in striking is going to figure out how to punch in the heat of the moment, but because he can, if he's good at wrestling and not rusty in it and, and kind of has, has the mentality for it and is, and is in shape, I think he's going to be able to continually pin the Taekwondo guy down. <laughs> um, I think with judo, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They Once they get on the ground though, too, I don't know that judo has as nearly as much. That's true. Ground. Judo does have some striking when you're standing above an opponent. I know that that's there. I don't know. I don't know enough about judo to make this hardcore of a comparison, but you're right. Wrestling might edge judo out there. I don't know. I'm going to go with that. Um, let's go taekwondo against wrestling since I brought it up. Taekwondo, purist, a pure taekwondo guy versus a pure wrestler guy. It's tough. Yeah, it is. What's your answer? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think... Um, pure wrestling is the one grapple sport that I'm, I'm not sure because Taek, Taekwondo definitely loses to anything Sambo, anything Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know. I think wrestling will probably take it um, as long as the Taekwondo guy doesn't, isn't too good at like takedown defense. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, and, which they wouldn't be, but the other thing too is that a wrestler is not used to get and kicked and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. That's kind of a tie. I think it kind of depends on you know, whether the Taekwondo guy's ever been taken down and if wrestling guy has done anything other than, I think if, let's say if the wrestling guy had um, a little bit of striking or a little bit of like, had it even, let's say he's even been like um, drilling with like a uh, ground and pound. Let's say that. 
let's say you've got a wrestler who's been doing kind of sports style wrestling, but he's been drilling and practicing ground and pound. So he, he knows what, he knows how those muscles work. He knows what it's like to throw a punch. He knows how to do that. I think that wrestler wins against the Taekwondo guy, because when you have somebody kicking, the weakness of kicking is, is the takedown because you're lifting a leg. Yeah. And I think this, correct me if I'm wrong. Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a fair amount of um, gi grabbing, don't they? It depends on the dojo you study right. in. Yeah, Generally yeah. speaking, yes, but that's more competition-oriented, and which there's a lot of jiu-jitsu places uh, that have different classes. One of them's gi, one of them's no gi. Depending on the system they're teaching, there's certainly, like, it's only specific moves that focus on the gi, because you can choke a person with their gi or with your gi. It's just the gi is the traditional outfit, but... Um, but no, it's not specific. Most jujitsu places have like um, either a specifically no no gi class or a specifically gi class to kind of separate it. But there's not a tremendous amount of technique difference. So this is how I divide it. Then I think because taekwondo is is gi oriented as well, typically, or at least at the dojo I was at. So I say wrestler wins on the ground, uh, taekwondo wins standing up. I mean, absolutely. The the question is kind of the the realm in between, you know, does because Taekwondo because let's say there was no rules, let's say it's just pure. I'm actually sure that we can find like a catch, or a, a catch, a shoot wrestler, um, fighting a Taekwondo guy. I actually recall maybe even watching an early UFC. The early like the first five years of UFC, like UFC one, two, three, four, five are fantastic because they're super pure. There's actually literally a sumo wrestler in UFC one. <laughs> yeah, and a Savate guy completely, completely dominates him. I just he just literally a couple of kicks and a punches and some pushing, and the sumo guy's on the ground, and he's just getting punched and kicked on the ground, and is rolling around trying to get up. It's pretty terrible, actually. <laughs> it's definitely did not go his way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I recall. I mean, I just think I think a wrestler who's wanted to be even. Um, yeah, just training it, at least a little in ground and pound or, or even drilling in it. Like, you know, um, even like getting like a kicking bag onto the ground and just punching it just to just to orient, just get yourself used to throwing the strikes and the muscles and everything in the muscle memory in like a mounted position. I think just literally just I think wrestling takes a number pure purest striking forms down just because, you know, yeah, the nature of it. But I think Sambo and BJJ are significantly more um, effective, generally speaking. Yeah, I, I agree. What do you got next for our matchup? Um, <laughs> McDojo Karate versus McDojo Kung Fu. I got to take karate on that one. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Even just fighting stance, like the the karate is going to be <clears throat> that dominant leg forward, or or then in. Uh, yeah, the, I, I'm going to take McDojo karate. Even McDojo karate, even like you know belt farm McDojo karate. I think you, you're going to learn the base karate moves, the kicks, the punches. You might not be doing a ton of sparring, though. There usually is some. Um, there's just a lot of intricacies that aren't often taught, but I mean you're going to learn the basic front kicks and heel kicks and. Um, front punches and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think you're going to, yeah, you're going to do pretty well. You're going to do just fine anyway. 
Um, oh, the best, the bottom two for me on my list. It was the bottom two: Aikido versus Tai Chi. <laughs> Who wins? I suppose Aikido. I, I I would imagine that Aikido can get in there and, and throw the <laughs> guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they got some sweeps and stuff that if you were just kind of standing there bewildered performing a tai chi move <laughs> or something in ethereal bliss throwing a tai chi swinging you know uh karate chop <laughs> or whatever uh yeah aikido probably wins that i guess so um purist brazilian jiu-jitsu versus purist sambo brazilian jiu-jitsu Hmm. I think if the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy has not trained uh, much in strike in striking, it could be that Sambo takes him. Generally speaking, I've watched, I've actually watched a couple uh, matchups of this, and Jiu-Jitsu wins usually. Um, the only difference is if if the Sambo guy gets a really good takedown in the heat of the moment in the takedown spot, if he can get into on the ground, full mount, um, he can dominate the Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Because but, of the, he can keep his distance in the guard and just ground and pound, and the Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a hard time closing that. Not in the guard. When, the you're guard in the mount, when you're in the mount, you're not in guard anymore, right? Because when you're in mount, it means the guy's got his legs around you. So the, right. the, the guard is the legs. If you're in mount, it means you're, on, you're, you're sitting on the guy's like torso. So his right. legs are behind right. you. So there is no, his legs are meaningless. Um, so he's, all he has to protect himself are his hands. Yeah. And that's where the ground and pound happens. I think that when Sambo can get there, um, or even wrestling quickly, even if you're a fantastic jujitsu guy, you're going to, um, well, I mean, there's lots of moves to roll, push, flip, all sorts of things there. But if they're, with Sambo specifically, they're kind of trained to control to stay in a striking mode, which is why even Khabib did great against really pretty purist jujitsu guys. And he knew jujitsu himself, so he wasn't about to get flipped over. But I think that's the only one situation that I know of that Sambo can beat a jujitsu person for the most part. Um, even then, Brazilian jujitsu tends to, tends to win from what I've seen, you know, show me otherwise. But um, is there anything that jujitsu loses against in your perspective? A purist jiu-jitsu guy versus a purist anything else. Krav Maga. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Krav Maga, man. It's, uh, I'm not sure about it. I think it, it, there's probably... My feeling on Krav Maga is that it's really useful in a couple very extremely specific situations where there's a gun or a knife. And that's it. It's as a whole fighting system. I just I can't. I don't see the evidence. I actually feel like they're mostly salesmen instructors, but I I would love to be wrong. So there's actually in North Albany there's a guy who is an ex Navy SEAL and he teaches karate, jujitsu, and um, Krav Maga, and and has a shooting range. <laughs> it's a very whole life violence school. You know all the all the facets of self defense. So. So you need to ask him next time you see him if there were two of them and one was fighting Krav Maga and one was fighting strictly Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, who would win? Well, they do sparring every Saturday night. 
um, they're really into sparring. So I'm actually really excited to scope the place out and see what it's like. But the place I'm going to start going to is called Triad Jiu-Jitsu. And it's, um, they have an M- they have two MMA classes, uh, a two nights that are just pure Muay Thai. And then they have um, uh, three Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes a week, one of them being no gi. Um, but then the, the two MMA nights are like um, pure kind of everything mashed up obviously and then there's an open mat <clears throat> on sunday so they they've got a lot of stuff going on at, at triad jiu-jitsu so i'm excited for that but i'm also excited to scope out the navy seal guy <laughs> place, yeah. which is an interesting dojo is an idea like you're just a retired navy seal and you're like i'm just gonna form a, a martial arts school around self-defense school around basically my skills which is kind of cool totally yeah so yeah anyway any other this thoughts? episode brought to you by Triad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually a great, um, if anybody is mad listening to this about Aikido, uh, a wonderful unpaid shout out that he'll probably never hear. The, there's a guy on YouTube called, his channel is called Martial Arts Journey, and he's fantastic to listen to. He's a, he was a black belt Aikido um, who was literally the instructor of his own Aikido dojo and had was literally like, 15 years deep in Aikido and he went to this MMA gym. He had a friend, this guy he knew he was like completely sold out on Aikido. He was like, Hey, I would really like to spar. I have never sparred against anybody that wasn't, that wasn't also an Aikido person. And I, and I would just like to, the guy was like, absolutely. And they sparred and they filmed it. And it's, it's, it's fantastic. The, every, literally everything the Aikido guy knows is everything he knows is useless. It's completely useless against a just generally trained MMA guy, boxing, um, kickboxing and wrestling and jujitsu. It's completely every, he just literally counters, pushes away, punches, kicks, everything the Aikido guy knows. The Aikido guys, all of his takedowns and all those little weird flip things and grabbing the arm and twisting him around and all, all this stuff. It's it doesn't work at all. And huh. he kind of launched him in a journey, and he he ended up landing largely in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but ended up studying a lot of martial arts along the way. So he's called Martial Arts Journey. He's super fun to watch and check out. Uh, yeah, super cool guy, very respectful and smart, and it's, it's fun. <clears throat> so yeah, he's good. So if anybody got mad about Aikido, I just again show me visual proof. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I can beat anything other than Tai Chi. <laughs> they're they're mostly it seems like it's kind of a pacifist fighting style, so I don't think that they're gonna initiate anything, are they? I know, but that's the thing. It's like Krav Maga's like, well, it's very dangerous. We rip out people's eyeballs, and I'm like, well, just show me. The internet's a big place. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is a big place. There's. I mean, there's there's security cam footage videos that have been thrown on YouTube and other like sites. I mean, for goodness sake, we've got you can go to places on the Internet and just like watch people die. I remember early on in in high school watching um, or God, when was that Saddam Hussein? I remember watching Saddam Hussein's uh, uh, execution on this weird, you know, like video site because it kept getting taken down from various places. And maybe I even downloaded it on LimeWire. Uh, throwback (laughs) throwback to (laughs) LimeWire but uh, you know they're like the internet's a big place like I am sure that we can find if if Aikido is is truly amazing I'm sure that it is recorded 
somewhere, you know, um, or if you feel strongly that it's awesome, just invite somebody who knows any other martial art into your little Aikido dojo and see how it goes. You know, could be big, could be a big dojo. We're not size shaming your dojo. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's maybe invite somebody, invite a karate guy into your large Aikido dojo and, and, and actually see how it goes. Cause you don't know, you really don't know until you do that. Um, I guess that's my big, that's my big thing. That's my big word of, of wisdom and discernment in all of this is don't, don't just, just be, be critical of any dojo that doesn't um, have sparring or entertain combating other martial arts. You know what I mean? Like um, even jujitsu, even Brazilian jujitsu at the top of my list, some Brazilian jujitsu dojos, are so kind of like sport oriented that they only focus on fighting people who are also practicing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So even though they're grappling and sparring with each other, even every, every session, you're doing like full contact sparring. It's with somebody who knows Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and the Jiu Jitsu place I've been going to, which is a Gracie university, uh, which is, uh, Helio Gracie's grandson's, um, Henner and uh, Heron are brothers, and they started this thing, uh, Gracie University. It's a really structured kind of a jiu-jitsu approach, but it's very self-defense oriented. So you don't learn about points. You don't learn about, you know, judges and the sport of jiu-jitsu. It's, you're assuming that the person you're, you're preparing to fight against is going to be trying to punch you in the face. Like that's what you're, or kick you in the head. That's what you're assuming, or they have a knife or whatever. Like, you're assuming you need to have head control, arm control, keep yourself from being attacked and put them into a control position. That's the approach. But some jujitsu places even, like even though they spar, uh, you know, my instructor was like, I, I've had a guy come in from like a jujitsu, you know, school that was like very sport oriented. And we put on light gloves. We just put on gloves and we just did like light touches, like light punches, really, really light just to show that that is going to be happening in real in like a real conflict. And it completely, I mean, we're talking like a black belt, like level or like a purple belt level. Let's say, I think he was a purple belt a level jujitsu guy was completely stunned. Like he didn't know what to do, you know, thousands of hours into jujitsu and you're completely paralyzed by the reality that your opponent is going to punch you right in, in the middle of trying to position him on the ground. And it's like, what? It's just like, yeah, it's actually, it's really important that we have the approach that my martial art is going to potentially um, be used against a street fighter or another martial art person. And I need to think about that, you know? So if, if in Taekwondo, I don't think about the reality of somebody taking me down because they're, they wrestled in high school. Um, I need to learn some takedown offense in my Taekwondo. Otherwise it's totally vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last thing. What are uh, our futures? What is, what are your future goals in martial arts or do you have any Mr. Nathaniel? Yeah, I would like to get my wife and especially daughters into it. I think um, I'd like to start my son out with wrestling. Um, there is a mat club here. Um, so getting him, he just started kindergarten. So he's five, but getting him started at least early enough. I'd like for him to, um, get thrown on the mat a couple of times, you know, and have that kind of experience um, so that he's 
<clears throat> just has that feeling of I can be thrown in the mat and I don't die. <clears throat> you know, like it's not the end of the world if I get pushed down, you know, like I'll, I'll yeah. still play. Um, daughters and, and wife in Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, someday and then myself in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, maybe even with my wife and daughters doing something that's geared towards the women's self-defense type of classes mm -hmm. and not just like having them be like, hey, go just do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, so that they gain some confidence in that area. But um, yeah, agreed. Aren't like awesome. working towards a belt of some sort specifically. But yeah, yes, I would like to get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu again. It's been a long time in my 30s. Um, I'm going to start getting back in shape. I've been working out with my wife, which has been good for this, the sober October. We've been working out as well. Sweet. Uh, so it's good. It's good. And, and yeah, just, and trying to get more sleep too. Uh, not tonight, obviously, but <laughs> in general. So just focused on, yeah, that kind of health thing. I think a huge part of it was like COVID happened and there were people who went one of two ways. Either they gained weight or decided, hey, I have more free time than I know what to do with. I'm going to start working out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, I definitely, gained the COVID 15 I, I weigh <laughs> 190 pounds right now and i'm only five nine so and it's not much so <laughs> i uh i could weigh 190 pounds at five nine and, and be super jacked but I'm, sure. I'm not so uh yeah i gotta i gotta get in better shape get my endurance up get my cardio up figure out yeah. how, you know the schedule of it and um it's not overly expensive but i would just need to set aside some time for it so yeah yeah it's farther down we approach things solar oppositely where you go i want to do brazilian jiu-jitsu i'm gonna show up to class tomorrow and then if you're gassed you're like i guess i should start eating healthier and start running i'm like <laughs> i know what brazilian jiu-jitsu you prepare is take. Yeah. yeah so i need to start i need to be able to run you know two miles with ease and i need to be you know eating stuff that's healthy and not drinking all the time so i'm gonna do that first before i show up but yeah. the difference is you you start something and you get three quarters of the way through and you go, I'm not into it. And you move on to the next. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah. Whereas I go, once I start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm going to be dedicated for life. You know, Totally. Yeah. So. The, the only thing with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically compared to other martial arts styles is that there are, um, well, also ATA, Karate and Taekwondo is very lightweight, mostly. Um, but <laughs> certain Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, dojos are very heavy in cardio. Lots of like ground rolling and strafing and crawling and, you know, all this stuff just to get all those muscles kind of honed in on like ground movement and transitions and stuff. So you can like, you know, like vault over and like put them in a guillotine and stuff like that. But uh, or a leg lock and, and all those kind of rolling muscles. But a lot of judicial places are super light. Yeah. My, the, the place that I started that I've gone to the most is the Grace University one, which is very instructor dependent in terms of like how much cardio they have and what's kind of the flow of the classes in that way, how much sparring and stuff. But um, it's very light on cardio. I mean, we do stretching and that is literally it. We don't do any, there is no drilling. We immediately start learning techniques and then just apply them at like half resistance. So like lot, most sessions, I don't break a sweat. Although yeah. there is, there's muscular attention and stuff, but I don't break a sweat. Um, unless I opt to spar with somebody at the end. How about the other people in the class in general? Because I feel like you're pretty... You're... But as soon as you spar with somebody who knows jujitsu, it is the most gassing thing you've ever experienced because yeah. the, 
the torso pressure, you mean your lungs are getting crushed, your arms are getting crushed, your neck's getting crushed, all these things are happening unless you stay in total safe zone. But even then, it's completely exhausting. It's totally exhausting. But learning the techniques, the first 90% of class, and then in optional sparring, which like not even at this one place I've gone to, it doesn't even happen consistently. Um, yeah, you're not even breaking a sweat, man. So I think it totally, with jiu-jitsu, it's not, can be demanding and i also think it can be the one of the least demanding from like a cardio perspective and a, and a being in shape perspective out of all of the martial arts so it's a pretty big spectrum what are your uh, goals with that mixed martial arts or self-defense and all that yeah yeah so i don't know own, um, my own goals are very much uh, trying to get into this new uh, gym so that I, I'm really excited to learn a bunch of um, uh, Muay Thai and um, just kind of rolling it into MMA. I just really want to start com- getting more into Jiu-Jitsu, combining it with striking and kind of having that be kind of my whole uh, approach. I'm excited about that. I just, I want to kind of have a whole approach. Um, and you know, uh, I, um, so yeah, I, I think my, my dream goal is before I hit 40, I want to do some kind of competitive MMA fight of, of some kind, maybe somewhere like, you know, small town, just like an actual fight with somebody that would be fun. <clears throat> Bet a hundred bucks. <laughs> see how I do. I think it would be fun. I, it's certainly not something I want to do for a living or regularly because yeah. of the concussions and the injuries yeah. that can happen and stuff like that. But it would just be cool to know I've gotten in the ring at some point in my life. That would just be a, that's just a bucket list thing. Um, so I would just want to head head in that cool. direction. Okay. And I also really want to go to this place in North Albany where the Navy SEAL teaches some Krav Maga and learn how to rip people's eyeballs out because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> so I like it. I'm going to do that too. I'm going to, I'm shooting for um, a championship at seniors realm. <laughs> it's a thing, man. Actually, like yeah. there's, it's literally a thing. There's seniors. There's literally like an old age. That'll be how long it takes you to prepare. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> 65, man. Yeah. No, I think there was a, um, there was a submissions only jujitsu champ um, uh, tournament. Which is the best, from my perspective, a best um, submission, a submissions only jujitsu tournament is a competitive jujitsu tournament where there is uh, no points. It's just submission oriented. Oh, gotcha. Usually, there's a lot of different rule variations, but there's a lot of sub, you know, sub sub tournaments which are all about you need to submit the guy, you need to make him tap basically, and because sometimes that takes a long time. Sometimes yeah. two jujitsu guys can be rolling around for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So some sometimes there's time limits and. You know things like that, and tie-breaking rounds that are that are quick and that have some rules. But um, those ones are really cool. And but I saw one that happened this last weekend that was they had a seniors bracket um, instead of weight class. It was they had like age and skill classes. Yeah. So they had like brown belt by weight and things like that. But there's really broad weight classes in jujitsu because it doesn't matter as much. It still does to a degree, but when everybody knows jujitsu. But, um, yeah, they had skill classes, uh, broad weight classes, and then they had a senior class, which was cool, which was, I mean, it was legitimately pretty awesome to watch those. So, yep. Cool. Let's put it on our bucket list. 
this whole podcast, Tyler, should just be us figuring out what's on our bucket list. <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. That is actually, yeah, that'd be a good, uh, that's a good lighthouse to, to fix on the coast there. You what? Like that, you like that alliteration? <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing a story or a movie that I should have watched? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just randomly grabbing an idea and throwing it in. So you're welcome. I'm not I'm not fixing any lighthouses. That's the state is supposed to do that. Is that actually a thing? Yeah, you're going to get in trouble if you try to fix a lighthouse. <laughs> I didn't know. Although, I mean, yeah, a state contracts. There's there's some grants in there. Yeah. Or something, so. Don't touch those bulbs. Okay, I will. <laughs> Sweet man. Well, have a good night. This was a good episode. Um I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, yeah, it was good. We got to keep our, we got to in the future, keep our episodes shorter than an hour, I feel like, but maybe not. People watch or listen to other uh, podcasts that are super long. So if you're listening, email us, like, uh, email us your opinion on that. Cut somebody down to keep going, whatever. Somebody listens to Jocko Willing's three hour podcast somewhere out there. No, everybody listens to like 30 minutes of it and then skips around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? So anyway, okay. Peace out. All right. I'll catch you later.